0: Hi, this is Jake Plummer, and you're listening to the One Star Recruits podcast. You know, I say a lot of times I'm not a scientist, you know, and I see things coming and then you're like... What do you do?
1: They're just here for a short time and a good time, not a long time, baby. He needs a challenge, and now he wants to he usually wins with like first and second stringers. He probably wants to win with like third and fourth stringers. Oh man, oh,
2: man. man. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eddie George on One Star Recruits Podcast. These guys do it the best. Love you guys.
1: There are two Ronaldos. There are only one Inez. F- this is Inez I. I'm very happy to be here and don't miss any, any of the shows.
0: They are amazing.
2: Hey everybody, this was Dickie B on the One Star Recruits Podcast.
1: And they've
0: been awesome, baby. The baby, the baby Yo, episode 8, One Star Recruits, welcome back We are joined this week by friend of the pod, Eddie George, alumni of The Ohio State University We got 8, episode 8, Stanga, what are some other good 8s?
3: Well, we got Steve Young, yes. the great uh, Troy Aikman, UCLA Brown
0: Yes, uh, we talk a little Albert, bit about Albert Kobe Rettel. Oh yeah, Albert Bell.
3: Albert Bell, Bell there's, there's a there's ex, the there it is. 50 homers. <laughs>
0: there's knowledge sports opinions. Where you at on that one, at sports opinions?
3: I just, I loved Albert Bell, man. His stance. He's a big swinger. Oh yeah, that batting stance was the classic.
0: Yeah. Something cool we talk with, uh, actually we talk with our guy about Kobe a little bit, Eddie George. So kind of cool take from an interesting, what do you want to call that, a fusion of sports, but very interesting to me. So uh, welcome boys to number eight. Rip, how you doing? We're here,
1: man. Episode eight, we got uh, sports, uh, everything but
0: college football. Coming back in full
1: swing, so we're, we're you know, we're, we're loving it. Um, unfortunately, the college football season is looking a little bleak
0: right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll get there. I let me ask you real fast, angle why I'm here on eights. I'm going crazy on eights. It's, a, it's, a, it's an important number, and maybe in real estate, a little bit. Yeah,
3: absolutely, it's an important number. Lucky, it's, it's very it's important in Laughlin. If you believe in feng shui. Uh, If you believe in feng shui Eight um, day
0: escrow Eight day escrow (laughs) If you believe in eight day escrows (laughs) Eight
3: eight day escrows baby I like to price Everything You know 1.99888 Maybe You never know But I like ending with eights It's good luck Mm -hmm. People see that as good luck
0: I Uh, I remember you you might have had I remember you had like An address with an eight That was a quick listing for you or, Or something along those lines That worked out really nicely
3: what happens is more so the other end is when mm-hmm. you'll have a listing without the number eight in your address letters and the home could be perfect for the buyer. Ah. but They will write it off.
0: There's some tips for all you up and coming real estate agents. If
3: you believe in feng shui, mm. which is actually look into it, study it. It's kind of cool.
0: Who believes in the Phoenix Suns? Rip? Oh man, we're,
1: we're you know, seven and oh in the bubbles. Unbelievable. I can't
0: even tell if you're excited or not. Should Phoenix, should 602 be excited? Should we be more excited? Yeah, but unfortunately I think it's going to be an
1: excited for next year thing after Thursday because all, all we need is, you know, a little help, but I'm not sure we're going to get it. Damian Lillard is just on fire right now and but yeah, the Suns are looking good, man. We got a young core, we got some vets on there and uh, I think I think next year is going to be
0: good. We're going to We're gonna next crack. year. It, so we're done with the playoffs. Our, our playoffs are, are are in for the Suns. We're 8 and 0. It seems like it seems like everything's working in the right direction for maybe this to be our year. America's team.
1: Well, the, the American's team for sure, but they could they could go 8-0 and, and, and have a good shot of actually missing the playoffs. That's some bullshit, right, Stein? I mean, it's tell you what, you got Dame on the
3: other side. And it's when it's Dame time, he's from Oakland. You guys know. I mean, yeah. he's hard. And if it wasn't for him being compared to Steph all the time, mm-hmm. I would absolutely stand for Dame Lillard because he is amazing. But don't put him in the same stands as Steph Curry. Please don't mm-hmm. ever. That is it. End of conversation. Then mm-hmm. we'll go another direction. But it we should all appreciate this. It makes players. me
0: wish Steph... W- like a healthy Warriors was playing in this bubble a little bit, watching because he would not
3: be in
1: a playing game. Well, that's true. It's already it's already the that's bubble's true. already exciting, but adding the Warriors to the mix would be epic. So I mean, we're 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 having fun watching the games down in Orlando, yeah. and we're going to see what happens over the next couple months. You know, we still got uh we still got the the Lakers rolling, so
0: we'll, well see where the it real goes. season starts on on Monday on the seventeenth. <laughs> right? Exactly.
1: Yep. So we'll watch next week.
0: Yeah, we'll keep an eyes. I mean, I'm going to throw a couple names out because I know um. This this is a great podcast for the sports fans, but just my quick watching. I like this guy Wanamaker on Boston. I've, every time I put my head up, he's making a play. I think Boston's kind of a team that people are sleeping on a little bit. I don't know. Is that a better team,
3: saying a little bit? Yeah, they're, they're good value. Yeah, value um, Depends. Shooter's team, though, still. And so if they're making it, they're good. Uh, that's a good call Wanamaker, but, you know, Stevens is coaching him up. But they're still a shooter's team, and those shooters are not Steph and Clay. And I'm sorry to bring it back to the Warriors, but they're the only team to win it because they have the two best shooters. You mm. can't be a shooter team really inconsistent with a win. They're not going to beat the Raptors or the Bucks, so no. But good
0: value. Good value who's been the money team in the bubble as far as the betters are concerned. Anybody's New no,
3: or, uh, or Oklahoma City as usual, all mm. season long they've been undervalued. Vegas is still trying to catch up to how good they have been and they still can't. They're still the best team against the spread all season long. OKC,
0: okay, that Chris, that soothing Chris Paul effect there. He actually seems to be, he's surprising me. I was, I was telling the rip before the show, I said, Ricky Rubio seems to kind of slow his game down a little bit, been a little bit more in control with that offense, which you can tell. Uh, you know, same thing uh, when you look at some of these other point guards.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. everybody everybody counted, uh, counted the thunder out before the season started, and they traded away uh, Paul George. But, man, Chris Paul has really lifted him up. It's him and a bunch of young dudes and Steven Adams, and they got a chance, man. They got a chance to score an upset in the first round. They definitely do. I mean, I don't know Clippers, Lakers, Bucks.
3: No one's really showing their cards. So anything's open in that bubble. Yeah. I mean, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, look, a kid from L.A. who went to Berkeley – um, showed his cards and you called it stanga congratulations thank you
3: thank you well, thank you
0: you got it early on this pod I mean that's something cool that was he was not a name on my list I didn't even know who he was but I was um, I was rooting for him uh, because uh, thank you to my, my in-house golf guy here so I appreciate the, the hook on that but really cool for a Bay Area guy to take that W that was awesome, Rip. Did you
3: watch golf this weekend?
1: I watched 90 seconds of it, and I watched the 16th hole on Sunday for Colin, and he hit that eagle. It was an amazing tee shot. Oh. I don't know much about golf, but I was pumped up, man. He, the guy, the guy, he looks like a good personality for the game of golf and got his first major under his belt, so let's see where he can go with it.
3: Yeah, I love it. When you get Rip tuned in, we have got the fan in, baby. So, And you saw the best shot. I mean, that yeah. drive on How 16, did you
1: time
0: that? How was your timing for that? That seems suspicious. Dude,
1: in between kids. Naps and like turning on the TV before the kid Very wakes nice. up and wants to watch. Buy, buy lottery ticket.
0: Eight hours of coverage actually.
3: That's a great call, DK. You saw the ninety seconds. It was the best yeah. ninety seconds.
0: I mean, shot of a lifetime. Shot of a lifetime, right? Saying so, yeah, that's, that's not a that's not a joke. Up
3: of traffic jams like ten minutes before that because eight guys were within one shot or whatever it was. i probably exaggerating, but it was a traffic jam, a log jam, and that shot was a two shot difference, set them apart from the field. And it was absolutely different. So, rip,
1: you caught it, man. And were you impressed? Color you impressed? Uh, I was impressed, you know. And we got how many majors coming up in the next ten months? Oh, do we got uh, oh ten months. Shoot, like six more. I mean, it's going it, to be exactly. an um, unbelievable you know year for golf mm-hmm. because of COVID. It's all going to be scrunched together. And this mm-hmm. guy's got if he stays hot. When, when's the next major? Uh, next month. It's <laughs> great.
3: we're getting one every month from here uh, September, and then a month off, and then November is the Masters. But uh, Whistling Straits uh, U.S. Open next month. Um, he don't bet against him just everyone saw it now so i don't have to say anything anymore but uh you you saw exactly what i saw just a a complete swagged out no nerves at all just making plays i mean i'm that's just talking to the casual fan i could golf talk you but if you just are a sports fan the guy just made play after play on the golf course and that is not golf guy talk Mm -hmm. again but that is what he did and it was amazing
0: I want to out there. I've heard rumblings of uh, of the next coming of Tiger. I just want to remind people of a gentleman named Harold Miner. All right, a lot of people thought I think he even got Baby Jordan at one no point in time. No one's going that far. No one's going. No, that no, far. no, no. Twitter's going that far, uh, and yeah? people are going that far. Well, it's, it just let's let's let Colin keep winning. I'm not. I don't even know. What, I don't even know what his, his complete. Well, people
3: are rec- saying that. Go back to Jordan Smith just Jordan Speed five years ago. Exactly. He won three majors in a row. He, they Did crowned it, him you know, early. He was the guy, and then unfortunately it's kind of sad he's got the nerves he's got i don't know what he's got in his head chuck knoblock <laughs> yeah actually that, <laughs> the that's yips. a great call chuck yeah, knoblock that was wild from second base he couldn't even throw to first like eight yard throw uh, unbelievable yeah but you keep him in because of
1: his bat and he still won titles <laughs> well what's uh what's your assessment of, of tigers weekend
3: <laughs> he's right he didn't play many tournaments he only played the memorial and it's coming into a major championship you got to. I don't know. It felt a little rusty. Also, I realized uh, I kind of hate saying this. Unless Tiger's now on his A to A plus game, he can't. He's got. He can't win a major unless he's A to A plus, and he's never ever been like that. He could win with his B minus maybe C plus game in the past, but now it kind of it has to all come together. So him getting another
1: couple more, three more to get to Jack. Uh, I don't know. Dude, it's his own doing, man. He's responsible for this whole generation of guys that are coming up right now, So he's and now they're, they're beating him, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly, and they are studs. If you watch that, even Ke- the main
3: takeaway for me also, besides Morikawa, which is just beautiful, Kepka man, he flirted with the golf gods, mm-hmm. and the golf gods, now this is golf guy yeah. stuff, because the golf gods are real.
0: Yeah. Okay. Don't disrespect him. Don't disrespect him. I almost he- moved off Kepka. I was on him last week, and I almost moved off him that quick because yeah. he kind of rub- rubbed me the wrong way a You know,
3: bit. he just kind of was real. I don't know. I'm a Kepka guy, too, but he was really arrogant. His post-game rip, if you didn't catch on Saturday night, uh, he's like, the guy's in front of me, haven't won a major. Maybe one, but that's it. You know, I've got four. I've been here. And then you just don't say that in golf. And sure enough, the next day, she was four over. Oh, Took the tank. Karma, yeah. yeah, Golf gods. It was was definitely, definitely golf gods in action. And I was texting people that night. I was like, this is no good, man. Don't mess with them. They they will strike you down.
0: They'll strike you down. Look, if you have any uh, good golf god memories, whether you're there yourself or watching the tour, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Share your stories with us because that is a real thing. It is a real thing with the betting gods as well. I had a good laugh. It's not a good laugh. I shouldn't said that. <laughs> but when they started, you know, we're kind of starting to cancel these leagues, like, quickly. And the first one to fall was the MAC. And the first thing that hit me was all my Tuesday night better g- degenerate friends who <laughs> really just lived for that Tuesday night run, you know, to get their little fix. So how y'all feeling over there, Stanga, about the the, the, uh, the MAC? Well, the
3: MAC is that was the tip of the iceberg. I mean, like I said a few pods ago, I've kind of been dead in the soul with betting since March Madness. I'd still, I've been betting, obviously, with NBA, golf, everything else, but it still hasn't really come back for some reason, even though I'm still betting. Uh, so yeah, this is just another one. It's just the Mac, and then more leagues, more college football, so Saturdays are going down for me. Probably good for the pocketbook, but that sucks. Yeah.
1: Those ten those ten p.m. Hawaii games are in serious jeopardy right now. Yeah, we're 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 in the middle of it. It seems.
3: <laughs> if I can tell you <laughs> how many times I've had to ask the bartender at like eleven p.m. somewhere, like, hey, can you turn it to channel CBS, the network? No, not CBS. Like the sports network. It's a random channel. <laughs> There's a Hawaii, San Jose State going on, and yeah, but it's a three touchdown game. I know, but just just keep it on there.
1: For a little bit longer. One of the best parts of any Vegas weekend is being with like seven other dudes that you don't know in, the, in a sports book at like twelve thirty in the morning, watching the end of the Hawaii Boise <laughs> oh. State game. Man, chasing. there's like a bond between you because <laughs> you know you had bad weekends. You just you just need like your hundred bucks to win off. And <laughs> just oh me, man, just there's an unspoken bond between those seven guys, man.
3: <laughs> That's some very much truth. It's like just give me just you're chasing that game obviously because you probably got crushed that day you like, just give me money for the buffet in the morning. And
1: yeah, no no one's yeah. watching that game because they won a ton of money. No. <laughs> They're out celebrating. <laughs>
3: exactly. You know? It was either we go to the club because we won or we're watching Hawaii in a dark IHOP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Here's what it's looking like. The pod's coming out for you guys, for you listeners on Wednesday. Here's what the situation's looking like right now. We're seeing them fall, Pac-12 fall. Uh, big Ten down, and it looks like the SEC is standing tall.
1: Yeah, they're defiant as
0: ever, man. They're going to stand the most tall. Money
1: is. That's the most money is.
0: So you know, here is my question: There is some big programs, Notre Dame. Um, I saw Nebraska come out not very happy about uh, some decisions Harbaugh. made by the conference. Harbaugh wrote a letter. Do you see Harbaugh come in? Maybe the concept of them doing uh, putting these teams who want to play go play. I don't know. It sounds nuts. Is is, is college football going to happen, guys? For crying out loud, because this is uh, the dominoes are falling on us here.
1: I don't think there's any way you can do it with just like one conference. I think the more realistic thing is these guys are just going to train for the draft all year, and they'll, they'll get exposure somehow. These yeah. these elite training firms will we'll get them out there in front of scouts, and you know. But there's there's not going to be any organized stuff. I can't imagine it until you know January. And by January, you're getting ready for the combine, and you know, you know you're not going to play a season in the spring. We could want all we want, and we all want
3: college football. It's. Sorry, it's not going to happen. There's just, it's not going to happen. There's not be one conference playing. Because yeah. I heard today, like, oh, SEC's really keeping an eye on the Big 12 and really hoping they come through. It's like, if we're at that stage, they're, we're not playing. Right. And yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, that's bad news. I got good news. We picked up a lot of uh, listeners in the state of Indiana and the Midwest over the weekend. Thank you for uh, listening to our uh, Steve Alford episode. And uh, we were able to spend some time this week with Eddie George uh, and talk about the Ohio State University important to say the V in front of that Buckeye
3: Nation Buckeye Nation I fully respect you guys I said it to Eddie I fully have come around yeah I respect your fandom you guys go hard for your teams it's something actually to treasure I'm not gonna lie I'm a little uh, jealous sometimes of my Air team we're very great fans but man you guys are you guys are great not Columbus the state of Ohio you guys are great and that's coming from a warrior fan who really did not like the Cavs but I respect you guys. So
0: yeah, we run the gauntlet with him. We talk making money. We talk Kobe, we talk Titans. uh, So enjoy this interview with Eddie George.
4: Now joining the one star recruits podcast. We have a Philadelphia native, a husband, a father, an actor, a financial advisor and one of the best running backs in football history, Eddie George.
2: Eddie, you've been building up your resume. How are you doing today? Man, I'm, I'm blessed, man. Glad to be seen and not viewed. That's to say that for sure. Um, life is good, um, considering the certain circumstances and making the adjustments like everybody else, adapting to um, the, our way of life now, which seems to be virtual, the way we're doing things. Um, but a lot to be thankful for, though, uh, to say the least. My health, Good health, family's good, uh, businesses is, is continuing to, to thrive. Um, but outside of that, everything's good. Yeah, everybody's, uh,
4: everybody's getting used to this Zoom by now, which we're using Zoom yeah. for this interview. But, you know, Eddie, uh, before we get to any football stuff, I personally have a longstanding theory about the all-time great running backs like yourself and that I want, you to, I want to see if you can <laughs> verify it or refute it. A uh, bit of a I, m- I mentioned a couple episodes ago here on One Star Recruits, but I've always believed that elite running backs must be the best drivers. I mean, a lot of the top running backs have great vision, and you, can be, you have to be able to see things before they develop in the <laughs> field, before they happen. Uh, I kind of equate that to driving, like if you're on the 405 in Los Angeles or even I 40 in Nashville, you know, kind of staring down five yep. or six lanes of traffic in front of you. Uh, those are qualities that you have to have help you anticipate other drivers' next moves. Um, you think of yourself as an elite driver. Have you ever been in an accident? I, can you back me up on that theory? It's a good question. It's,
2: it's, it's an exceptional observation. I have to say that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I like to think I'm a I'm better driver than my wife. Because I <laughs> cool. things, five and six cars ahead that I can anticipate. Like she'll she's running. She'll go at like 90 miles an hour. And I'm already looking down the roadway to see their red lights. When I start seeing red lights, I'm like, all right, it's time to hit the brakes. And she's still going full bore ahead. She's only looking a car ahead. Like, no, you got to see it all. So uh, I, I think there's something to that. So like, if I'm in a rush. I like kind of map out how I need to get in and out of traffic. Who's doing what, who's moving slow, who's seems to be not paying attention as much. You can kind of tell by how they're, you know, not too stable with the wheel and they're going in and out of lanes and who's on their phones and, uh, Instagramming while they drive and all that stuff. So it's, it's funny you you say that, but, um, there's something to that, 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 uh, the theory. I agree yeah. with
0: Rip. I thought maybe opportunity for business. I said, Rip, maybe a running back driving school. You know, if you, we trust you. We trust y'all can find the right areas the quickest. Right,
2: right. You're always looking for the right holes, right? <laughs> watch the safeties. Just watch the safeties, folks. Watch the safeties, exactly. <laughs> Good,
4: man. I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you for validating that. That's a big highlight for me. That's huge, you know, huge, Rip. That's huge.
2: Now, Eddie, were, you, uh, were you a running back back in the day? Any running backs in the house other than myself? And uh, I'm, I'm going to be real with
4: well, Go ahead, Rip. No, I was going to say, yeah, we're, we're all about 5'9", 160, so we wouldn't <laughs> last long. We don't have the speed that you have, so we're, uh, you know. <laughs> it's not about the size. It's about the heart. It's about yeah, the heart. About the, we do have heart. We'll give you that much.
0: Uh, uh, we'll you? Real, real fast, Eddie, the guy right there, Stanga, was an uh, excellent uh, uh, flag football play caller. He did coach a <laughs> young team, so that's give
2: that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, him not?
3: Nice. I'm an excellent running back in the mall. In the mall, I am fantastic. I find the hole <laughs> so early. I am great at
2: South Coast, but go ahead, Rip. Very nice. Stanka, right? Is it Stanka? That's me. Yeah. Yes, sir. I like, I like this Dallas and the Titans helmet. Uh, oh, just, did you see that?
3: That's just convenient. I just had him up normally. <laughs> I you put
2: that. him up in the front, right? Uh, I, I didn't <laughs> even
3: know. Oh, my gosh. That's I, the point I,
2: that's good. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, he,
4: he rearranges them for every interview. No, no. I know he
2: does. I, it's, so, it's so obvious. Uh, it's just Dallas and the Titans just so happy
3: to be there, right? There, there's my real team right there, baby. That 49ers show. But we'll let that slide right
0: now. Oh, he let it be known. He
2: let it be known. Yeah, he let it be known. Great, great team. Great, great. Congratulations on everything. God should have won it. If, 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 uh... If um, the Grappolo had, you know, more better decision-making toward the end, they all could have had a championship. You you feel uh,
0: good, though, Eddie, about San Francisco and the direction they're going in? It's a big topic of conversation around here. No,
2: I do. I I think uh, John Lynch has done a masterful job of uh, rebranding and changing the trajectory of this organization, uh, bringing in the right pieces, uh, taking a a chance on the, the... to the uh, I thought that um, I think that he still he still has some tremendous upside in terms of being an elite quarterback. He's a good quarterback, certainly not elite yet. Uh, still, the, the jury's still out on him. But for the pieces and parts that they put together from the running backs to the offensive line to George Kettle, um, the defense, um, even some front office moves has just been spectacular. That's all the fame stuff right there you know, the beginning of it, you know, well, you got to get the, the championships to validate that. But but certainly um, the, the way that he's managed that along with the front office has been, has been masterful. So we'll see if they can do it again this year. We'll see. That's what we said. We saw what coach uh, Jeff Van
0: Gundy was on this podcast and we say a lot too. We'll see. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm with you on that, Eddie. We'll see. And, and we really like uh, the way kind of just in San Francisco things seem to be progressing with, you know, we talked about Belichick a little bit too, Belichick and Garoppolo situation. Did we miss something with Belichick on that Garoppolo move you, you played in the league? Is there something with Belichick that we're missing as Niner fans there that we should be looking at?
2: Um, as far as Garoppolo as, far as uh, uh, Garoppolo's yeah. a quarterback, as far as just letting him go like that. Well, you think about it, I think that he masked his uh, deficiencies really well in that system because he was, I mean, the year that he was having prior to getting hurt in New England, he was putting up uh, record-breaking numbers. I think he had a record-setting month. Um, So I think it's something about the system. Now, when you pull him out of the system, and every quarterback that's come out of that system has been exposed. You've seen their deficiencies. So I'm curious to see what Tom Brady's deficiencies are going to be now that he's no longer under the umbrella of Belichick. Hmm. So I think it's more Belichick-driven than it is any other player. Uh, kudos to Tom Brady, but I think it goes more toward the coaching staff, his ability to um, uh, bring in other coaches because that the turnover rate in terms of coordinators is so high in New England that you got to keep the same system. I think front office, team-wise, he deserves more credit than actually the player uh, because there have been players that come in and out, plug and play, that have all been all pros at one point in time, and and uh, um, MVPs and so forth, and uh, but they continue to, to to find ways to be in the net in, the, in the, the the championship talk, the Super Bowl talk every single year. So um, we'll see what happens this year when when they're when Tom Brady. yeah,
4: he's uh you know Belichick's been known for kind of finding those diamonds in the rough, and you know yep. Eddie, we're we're called the One Star Recruits podcast, and I kind of see a connection there with your high school days and a big move that you made. I mean. You, I think you, along with your parents, decided to check you out of high school outside Philadelphia and go to uh, to military school in Virginia. And I know part of that was triggered by not being seen enough in recruiting. And, you know, mm-hmm. those were kind of the early days of the post-grad school and guys leaving to find a bigger platform. Um, you ended up being a little bit of a pioneer there. It's now it's super prevalent in football and especially basketball. But how do you look back on that move? I know it worked out well for you, obviously, but you know, for the one stars out there right now, like what is some advice you might give to high school athletes in similar situations? Well, this
2: correction, I, it wasn't my move. It was my mother's move. Okay. I, left, I left Philadelphia when I was in high school, uh, going into the 11th grade. So I wasn't even a one-star recruit. I was an no star recruit. I didn't okay. go there for football. I went for academics. Um, it was by the grace of God that I was there in a program that allowed, uh, for, after and myself to be seen by every school in the country because of the postgraduate program. So I played on the prep level, um, for, for my, for my years at a 14 military Academy. And, um, it's, it's not how you start is where you finish. And, and, you know, I get this is a, a one-star recruit podcast and so forth, but I like to say, listen, all that five-star four-star stuff is, is bullshit to me. Yeah. Because it's it really inflates the ego of the player of a young player. It it take, kind of takes away from the fact that you still have levels to go in this business or even in in the game game of football. Once you've been labeled a five star recruit, you've got to start from the bottom rung again in college. And just because you're a five star, four star, three star, one star, you uh, you haven't not made it. You know, so I, I wouldn't get caught up into the star ratings, but more or less, where am I in the progress of my craft? Where am I in the being the best player that I can be uh, in totality and learning and growing and growth? Because some guys will rest in their laurels. I've seen all Americans, high school Americans, come to the doors of Ohio State only to get lost in the shuffle. Absolutely. Only to be, you know. So it's about the size of your heart. It's about how big the chip on your shoulder is and how, and how bad you want to be the best and what you're willing to do within reason to get there, to reach that level of success that you envision. It's tough to come in there as a top dog, you know, and uh, you
0: really got to maintain, and we're in Orange County. We talk a lot about Kobe out here and some of the mm. mentality stuff, you know, that you have to maintain to be at that level consistently. I'm watching Dame. I feel like Dame Lillard's doing it right now in Orlando a little bit. It's a mentality thing that's almost next level.
2: So you have that, Eddie, and uh, I, well, I appreciate with that. I mean, listen, you talk about Kobe, you know, all time, all time, not just basketball player, but all time uh, assassin, period. I mean, just in terms of how he attacked life, uh, just a little bit. I know about Kobe. We're both Adidas athletes coming out in 1996. And this cat's writing poetry. He's uh, um, um, uh, a storyteller. He uh, writes scripts. You saw this early, Eddie, right? Er, Very early. A A young man in Kobe. He spoke, I want to say, fluently uh, five different languages. Amazing. You know what I mean? Fluently has a, a, an intelligent conversation using all the big words <laughs> in, in, in Spanish and in, in, in Portuguese and uh, German and Russian and um, you know whatever language Ooh. that is. I mean, using very big words. Now, words that I'm still well, yes. going <laughs> to my dictionary word the trying to build my. In English. Okay. <laughs> so this cat was well before his time, exceptional athlete, he was a great soccer player. But you just talk about the mentality. Everything that he attacked, he attacked with a sense of excellence that he was going to know every nuance, bit, crevice, crack of, of the craft that he was in. And it's no surprise to me that he was able to garner a Oscar before his death based mm-hmm. on what we've been able to do. And uh, even as a businessman, he was starting to come into his own. So mm-hmm. I say all that. There is a certain mentality that you have to have um, to that applies in all aspects of life. Maybe it's the in water. Maybe it's in the water in Philly. I don't know. It may be. You know, he was. He did go to Lord Marion. And <laughs> uh, we spank on Lord Marion's ass. Uh, but certainly not, not in basketball, but um, maybe it is something in the water where I'm from. (laughs) Maybe it
3: is. You got that mama mentality with you. I know we try to carry it with us, but switching gears back to Ohio State, when you became, in everyone's eyes, a five-star junior and senior year, you were the love of the town. You felt the love, and I will say growing up, I did not like Ohio State. I'm a Pac-10, Pac-12 guy through and through, but I came to respect you guys because the fan base is, it's everything. I mean, yeah. forget Cleveland sports, it's the state, and you guys go hard. What was it like playing in front of the horseshoe? It's now bucket list for me to get out there. Oh, I yeah. Never thought played that is 14 years old. So what was it like at the horseshoe?
2: Buckeye Nation. Uh, man, Buckeye Nation is strong. Um, it's powerful. Uh, it was it was a, a dream come true to play in front of Ohio State. I grew up with Penn State fans. I, I wanted to play in State College, Happy Valley. And I Ooh. did though. I, I played. I played up there um, in, in front of their boring fans and beat them once. Got destroyed once. But um, but there's nothing like Ohio Stadium on a, on a Saturday, football Saturday. Nothing like it at all. Um, I think you compare Nebraska. You can compare Alabama. You can compare some of the SEC venues. but You're not even going to say Michigan? You're not even, even going to say, say Michigan, right? You don't, we don't even nah, say Michigan. Honestly, that, that's a wine and cheese crowd. <laughs> wine when they don't get their way. They whine when things, yeah, that's, they don't, they're not very hostile. You know, it's not like you're walking into uh, a hornet's nest. Uh, but it is a storage venue. I, I got to give them credit for that. But. Ohio stadium, you see the Scarlet and gray and hear Carmen, Ohio and the fight songs, uh, the pageantry, the tradition, all of it will, will, will harken back to the days of Woody Hayes and Archie Griffin. And, and well before then, you know, all the championship teams that played in there and all the all Americans, Heisman trophy winners, you, you'll think of all of that. As you walk into that stadium, you can feel the energy of that, the passion of the fans. And, um, uh, there's nothing like it. I get chills every time I go in our stadium because it's just so beautiful. You know, the architecture, how it's built, and how it just sits on top of you is just, it's just uh, overwhelming.
3: Uh, I love that. Because when we go in there and when I do cross that off the bucket list, you say Archie Griffin, I'll be saying Eddie George. Yep. Uh, that was uh, that was so, but a little new news. In the last hour, Big Ten decided to postpone until the spring. If mm. you were a top 15 pick, this was your last year, would you play still in the spring or would you – I know it's kind of political. You, may, you, could stay, you can stay away from this one if you want. But it's kind of a tough one. I don't know what I would do because I, I know you would want to play, obviously be out there with your team. But, man, if you're a top 15 pick, how do you – I don't know.
2: You, you go know, ahead and go out. A lot of top 15 picks are opting out. Um, what's bad is that you're missing guys that have had that, that leap year, if you will. Some guys that are projected to be picked third, fourth, and not even drafted at all, that's not even on the radar, then have a chance to show what they can do to jump on, jump, in, um, jump in the, 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 the scope of uh, being a top-round top, uh, draft choice. Um, Joe Burrell is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. No one thought that he would be the number one pick in the draft. No one thought that he was going to win the Heisman. He was a mid-round guy at best. You know, was the kid out of Oregon or was or somebody else that everybody was talking about. But to have that incredible year that he had, we don't have a chance to see that from the talent from this year. So I, I mean, I get I get the 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 way we have to be um socially responsible when dealing with COVID nineteen and, and making sure we're masked up and that we're staying out of harm's way. And we're at different times. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I certainly would want to play based off of what I've seen from the from the NFL and certainly basketball, baseball, how the major sports have handled it. Basketball seemed to have gotten it right. Uh, football, um, for college football, they completely got it all wrong. Um, they had plenty of time to look at the data, plenty of time to set protocols in place, plenty of time to, to get ahead of this before schedule to say, hey, guys, let's get to camp. Two weeks earlier than normal to get everyone tested, to make sure that we're in a bubble, to make sure that not, no one's around, to get other, the proper, all the things you need to do to be successful. They did none of that, hence where we are today. They were banking on the fact that this would go away, it would disappear, whatever. It hasn't. It's gotten worse. But here we are. So um, it's tough. You can't really blame anyone. It's just the way it is right now. Uh, but if I'm a top 15 pick, I would have to weigh my ops to say, am I high enough to, to just take my chances in my workouts to go, or do I come back in the spring and do it? And I think that's the individual um, decision that they have to make.
3: Yeah. We- that's a great answer. That, it'll be crucial. It's like a group – it's like a project you got three months before, and then it's a week before to the project. like, Oh, shoot, I have to write that paper now. It's That's how the NCAA is okay. answered.
2: Well, how – I mean, really, how – how irresponsible can you be with that? I mean, you had all this time, all this to time, get this thing out, and you just say, like, "Oh well, we're just going to move forward with the season." And now you can't it's do that. Yeah, liability. I mean, they could have had all this stuff flushed out, hammered out well before it all happened. And and they, and they looked at the uh, the basketball model it was a perfect example that he lost revenue there. And now you going to you going to take chances with the biggest revenue generator for all of college sports. Yep. I mean, there's billions of dollars in the line, but also more importantly, there's billions of lives in the line. Exactly. Um, it, I mean, this is a poor job all way across the board with the NCAA, the presidents, and, and college football in general. Yep.
0: You for know, sure. and speaking of revenue generation and making money, one of my favorite topics, I know you're in, uh, I know you got your MBA. I know you dabbled in some acting. I know you're now leading a wealth management office. Mm-hmm a lot of people right now are going through chapters in their life where change is coming for, you know, the reasons we don't got to spell that out. Um, You know, and it's a little scary to jump into the uplift of something new. You've done it successfully a handful of times here. Share with our listeners um, some techniques, tricks, and just real life right now. Real talk for some people, what, um, that chapter change looks like, what goes to your head, and then maybe some tools that you use to, uh, to, 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 to become these, these new, the next chapter is as a policy.
2: Yeah, yeah, transitioning. A yeah. uh, great question. Um, as, I've, I've, as I've transitioned, I continue to transition. And I think, um, one, people have to embrace that change is going to happen. Uh, and you have to be fluid and agile to go along with that. And you have to be open, number one, to the idea that, hey, you know, maybe you can't be defined by a job because you're not a job, you're a human being. And you have different chapters, different purposes in life. And maybe this chapter was meant to teach you something and it's prepared you for what's next. So you have to be willing to explore that within the parameters of where we're living. This is an awesome time, a wonderful time to reinvent yourself, get quiet, figure out what your purpose is, plan, uh, and, and, and and really uh, think about you know, what your purpose is going to be. So you team together, Eddie, in your
0: transitions, did you put a cabinet? I talk a lot. Did you put like people around you in those moments to
2: oh, on your own working through it? Absolutely. I mean, you can't do it by yourself. You know, number one, my family was, was a huge support system. Mm. Uh, counseling was another. Um, I sought out um, a business coach to kind of wow. talk mm-hmm. through various Ideas that I had floating on my head to see what what works, what doesn't work, what's bullshit, what's not, you know, what sticks. Um, Ways to think about you and my brand and how I can um, um, monetize that and build a a real business model with that based on the people I know, my experience, my passions. So all of that uh, I took into account. So there's podcasts out there. There are books you can read there are uh, groups you can get a part of on zoom that they can inspire you to reinvent yourself. Um, if you, you've lost a job, damn, you know what, in some respects that's damn good, yeah. you know, because now you can that. eliminate the box on what right. you can do. You can really reinvent yourself. Now's the time to, to strategize, uh, to plan and to execute, uh, moving forward, whatever that is. I mean, is it, Perfect time to figure out, listen to podcasts like this and get inspired. Yeah, get thank you. It's, it's about getting better every day.
0: We talked about it with Dickie V. And, you know, somebody who gets better every day in, uh, in Nashville is Hot Chicken. Just kidding. It's your boy Derek. I know
2: hot Chicken is good.
0: It is good, man. It's, it's your boy Derek Henry, man. And um, he's great. We've got fantasy coming up. And that's besides the point. He's got, I mean, he's a bowl of a running back, and he's, I mean, doing great things at that position. He's 26, you know. I think you coach him. I read you do a little mentoring, and you guys are friends.
2: Um, What's the ceiling for this guy? The ceiling is as high as he wants it to be. I think a couple things don't want to come into play. He is 26. He's approaching four years away from approaching the magic number for all running backs when they say, like, they decline uh, 30 but. I thought you were going to say but, 27. I thought you were going to say
0: 27, the best jersey number, possibly.
2: Yeah, of all time, right? <laughs> um, but I, I'll say for Derek, you know, he's just now scratching the surface because he only has two really years, two years of actually playing. You know, his first couple of years, he was sitting behind DeMarco Murray. Mm-hmm. And, um, now he's kind of found his sea legs, if you will, uh, feels comfortable, knows who he is as a running back uh, playing the position he can now uh, grow in that capacity. So I think he has a lot more productive years ahead of him. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. King, King Henry, we're looking for big things
4: uh, this, this coming fall. But Eddie, you know, before we let you go, we, we close every uh, guest interview with a rapid fire segment. So ah. for you, you know, I know you specialize, you know, part of one of your careers, you specialize in giving financial advice. So I want to do a buy or sell with you on some different things. Um, just okay. quickly. I'm going to give you a couple words and you tell me if you're buying or selling. All right. All right. All right, so let's start with Zoom stock. Everyone's using Zoom right now. We're doing this interview on Zoom.
2: Is this a long-term winner or just a passing fad? I think this is a long-term winner, at least for the next next years, absolutely, because people are figuring out ways of connecting like this at very low cost, so your profit margins will grow. I like where the stock is going, even when they do find a vaccine for the uh, pandemic. I think this is uh, still going to have tremendous upside. I agree
4: a thousand percent. All right. Our guy Stanga here in the, in the bottom left there, he's a realtor in Orange County, California out here. He says the market's really hot right now. Um, from a wealth management,
2: you know, asset accumulation
4: standpoint, are you buying or selling on the real estate market right now?
2: It depends. Um, it depends on where you're at. I, I think when you look at around the country, it's different for different pockets. Um, a lot of businesses are going under. Uh, I'm looking more on the commercial side of things. I would say I I would buy right now because some businesses can't stay open due to COVID. And uh, that's a bad thing for them. But for some of the developers out there, um, that could be a really good thing. So I'm looking to to buy. I'm looking to to buy that opportunity.
3: Excellent advice. Excellent advice from the Heisman. I have no further comment,
4: Your
2: Honor. Yeah, we
4: like commercial too. Thank you. Um, you know, podcasts are another thing we're seeing pop up everywhere. I know your guy, Ray Lewis, had you on recently and, and Joe Rogan mm-hmm. signing $100 million deals with Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still early in the game, but podcasts they have a lot of room to grow. Are
2: you buying or selling that statement? I'm a little uh, bearish on it because there's a lot of podcasts out there. There are a lot of people doing it. Um, it's a saturated market. It's going to be tough to, 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 to differentiate yourself from any other podcast. Mm-hmm. unless you have the name the, the marquee guys and so forth much like you guys I'm buying you so as a as a market a little bearish but as individual you have to look within the sector to find those winners those those diamonds in the roughs yeah. I'm buying those so individually I'm looking for <laughs> opportunities not not the whole thing as a sector Awesome.
4: Yeah. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're working hard over here to, to keep it going. I see, I think you see a lot of them fall off after a few months, but we're, we're going to keep yeah. going with this.
2: You got to man. It's all, it's all about persistence.
4: We say yep.
0: reps, get reps, baby.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. And just two more quick ones. Your Titans, they snuck into the wild card spot last year at nine and seven. You know, they have, they have a solid mix of vets and young guys. Are you buying or selling a repeat playoff berth for Tennessee this year?
2: I'm buying, buying, buying. I'm buying a lot of Titan stock. I think the Mike Mike is just uh scratched the surface on his ability as a head coach. Guys finally bought in. They realize what they can do. This will be a year where you'll see them go from good to great. Um, they won ten ball games last year. I think you can add two to three more games on that to this to this year. Um, they've, they've added the right pieces. They've got uh Vic Beasley at the uh for the rush in. To be, to be that dynamic force as a pass rusher, of course, Derrick Henry, they're solidified. Their offensive line, um, tight end, John Smith is going to be fantastic. They got a of receivers. And, and Mike Rabel is a defensive specialist. So, that being said, I think they will see Kansas City again in the AFC Championship game. Hey, you heard right. it first, the one star recruit. I'm nervous about football, I'll say it.
0: And yeah. I know you spent some time in Dallas. Um, I, Jerry's world has in Frisco, the land, the space, I believe the resources. I don't know the man. We'd love to have him on the pod if you could help Eddie. But, um, we saw the bubble works in Orlando. We talk about a, a lot here. I see the travel in baseball doing the weird things, the travel, you, you know? So oh, does Jerry have it in Frisco enough? And do we have enough time? Can this be the solution to to us playing fantasy football and watching
2: these guys? You know, um, I'm not sure if that's the uh, the end-all, be-all. I think they have to select geographically two or three sites and have those teams stay at that specific site over that period and time okay. and figure out a different type of schedule. I, I don't know what that looks like, uh, but to have all, um, what, 32 teams? Is it 32? Uh, all 32 teams at um, – in Dallas, how do you schedule out those games? Um, I, I listen, I, I get it. I wanna see football too. Uh and hopefully there aren't any huge outbreaks for this for for this to, to dampen the season. Yeah, we'll see. Well thank you, Eddie. We appreciate you having on one star. It was hey, a pleasure. Guys, was good, man. Take care. Take care, my guy. Take care, thank you.
3: That Eddie George interview is brought to you by Boyce Roofing and Repair. This father-son business has been installing peace of mind throughout Southern California for 20 years. Visit BoycesRoofing.com, B-O-Y-C-E-S Roofing.com to schedule a free consultation for your roof before rainy season. FY, that's like October, November, December for our Southern California folks. roofing.com the SoCal Residential and Commercial Roofing ru- Roofing Company, by which all others are measured. www.boicesroofing.com, the SoCal Residential and Commercial Roofing Company, kind of like
1: the Ohio State University, Rip. Eddie George, man, Buckeye Nation, represented, and I love I love the Michigan disc there. That, that That's going to play yeah. well in, uh,
0: in Columbus. He tried to get away with that, huh? He tried to get away with not his name, Michigan, for a sec. Uh, but the wine and YNG's No, no, no crowd, not man. on one star. classic, yeah, no. yeah. He's, that was a good
3: call calling him out, DK, on that. He did
0: slip there. He was set. trying to not, not talk about Michigan in that one, yeah. but he did. I love it. Did he play against Charles Woodson?
1: Or Did those years match up when he was at Michigan? Uh, he might have crossed paths with him a couple years. I got a question for you guys. Eddie George, Hall of Famer or no? Go ahead, Stang. Well, he's stank.
3: An, he's not a pro football hall of famer. He's a college football hall of famer.
1: Yeah, yeah, he won the Heisman. He's in but the hall I don't all.
3: think he is because his lifespan was only like five or six years. And it although was, Terrell Davis got in on the same merit, Terrell Davis is that was electric in the yeah. mid nineties. It was Eddie George was awesome, one of the top four, but. Trell davis was number one yeah i think the only
1: reason he hasn't gotten in is like you said because the longevity but you know i think he kind of went out on his own terms too he's done Mm -hmm. so many other things in the last you Mm -hmm. know 10 years that a lot of other guys aren't doing and and he admitted he had his struggles but man he's uh he's really thriving right now
0: yeah i think he will get in i think of that 99 2000 year with you know lorenzo Neal blocking for him and you want to, to do something fun, you're chilling at home. One night, I just watched Top Ten plays by of Eddie George of his career in college because he does have a really crazy center of gravity for a big-body guy, and he kind of runs differently than anybody you know maybe eric dickerson but it's it's he's a unique he's a Just unique pancakes hero. people right pancakes yeah. people. <laughs> he's,
3: a he's a pancaker if you go through history yeah the tall guys mm-hmm. is, i mean the guy he's his protege right now king henry mm-hmm. um for those watching but jim brown started it then eric dickerson that was a great name he threw out earl I mean, campbell
0: yeah those yeah, big dudes earl campbell, yeah. exactly but Does, he is
3: roger craig niner fans roger yeah. craig yep. high knees right yep. so hey it's, uh, you know
0: uh thank you to our sponsor uh boys roofing they actually helped me in rainy season a couple years back i had a uh it was when i first got my house and i had a small little uh, uh drip coming through that you don't know about you don't know about those things until you get like a big rain some of them you know yeah. and we just got a little one and he was over here to fix it so uh really appreciate it and uh, big ohio state fans i have a favorite personal ohio state player would anybody like to take a guess who that is david Lawson. That's too easy <laughs> I didn't even, Did I nail that? What if I said Mike Conley? You
1: never told me So that was not No a, that's right I was, I was I gonna was say it. You know that too I was not gonna go there
0: Because he beat uh, ASU in the Rose Bowl So he's, he's off limits <laughs> Personal <for me>. <laughs> vendetta
3: <laughs> Thank you Rip Die hard
0: You guys got a personal Ohio State I mean e, e, George you're, you're our guy here going to go back. I mean, I liked. Uh, uh, can we do any sport? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going uh, Michael Redd
1: the lefty in basketball. Uh, oh, I liked he him too. the time with the Bucks and the yep. pros. But man, he, silky smooth, silky smooth shooter, left-handed. Yeah, he was. He was good back in the day. He was. He was actually very underrated.
3: And that Milwaukee Bucks team with him and Ray Allen were awesome. And they were shooter shoot. Yep. They were a couple weird calls away from going to the finals and playing the Lakers. I wonder yep. that Iverson took him down. So back in 2000, 2001.
0: Who you got, Sanga? Who's your Ohio State? Uh, well,
3: since I'm now. a, a I will tell you, they're a great betting team, too. They kill teams. Oh, so interesting. Football. That's football I can season. see that. Um, so they, ever since Urban took over, they cover the spread, and even Ryan Day has kept it going, so I do love them collectively. But I, I was one of those guys, hand up, that said, no, you cannot pass on Greg Oden. You have to take him over Kevin Durant. You just Whoa. do. <laughs> it's Shaq. I know. Tri- I hand you. up. Troy, uh, Troy Sports Binion's great man. He kept saying, Durant, Durant, Durant. Mm. But no, it's... Uh, I, I was a guy, so I said he's a shack, you can't miss him up. So I, I loved it. I loved watching Odin and Conley go, you know, at Ohio State. That was really cool. taking Florida to the finals, they didn't win, but he played great. Yeah, so
1: man, your Odin uh, loyalty is. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> like that. Like, I'll, I'm gonna come out right now. I'm kind of like uh, that with DeAndre Ayton right now because you Ooh. know, Suns fans, I really you wanted want them to take him number one, yeah. and now Luka's just killing it, and I'm having to hear about it all the time yeah. from, from people. But uh, I mean, could that could that turn out like a, another uh, Odin? Oh uh, gosh, you just hit home, uh, and that's a great point. Maybe I mean, if he stays healthy, he he's he's twenty two. He's, he's twenty two. He's, he's seven one.
3: Yeah, I mean, no, no, he's, he's he's better than decent. Sorry, he's good, but it's just Luca, man, that's yeah, so it's... special. It just.
1: It's like KD. It's like people knew KD was going to be good, but I don't think he knew he was going to be one of the top yeah. three players like automatic in the
3: Automatic number one pick. Good. Yeah. And that's what Luka has become, and that's what KD was. So, yeah, that's I'll yeah,
0: I'll tell you both who's not interested in Luca Greg Odin, Greg Ostertag or Steve Smith, and that's my wife <laughs> <laughs> What's she watching these days? well, you know she's still on a run, you know it's standard operating procedure over here as uh, in Corona mode as far as our entertainment routines concerned, nothing's changed too much what has been adjusted is i've I've reintroduced sports to the to the uh, repertoire here so you know, in early days, I got some exciting like sports. Yay, sports! Like who's playing? You know, really? and uh, I like that. Yeah, so a couple of some early excitement, and now we're moving into week three here. Now we're kind of starting to get the, um, <laughs> you know, I'm starting to get back to 2018 a little bit. The feelings have came back, though. How's 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 wife's and sports? How are you doing the reintroduction, boys? Is everything smooth sailing? Yeah, I mean we've watched a little baseball. My wife's a baseball fan, so she she always
1: was. Was so just what? To- uh, Giants, man. She's Bay oh, Area. she's Bay Area. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so we watch a little bit of baseball, but we don't. We don't spend too much time on it. You know, I had her watch. Uh, Since you b-
0: like the Diamondbacks, is there beef? Are you? Do you guys discuss Bumgarner? Nah, I
1: mean, if it was, it's more beef with Dodger fans for her and me, actually. So, you know, nobody likes Dodger fans <laughs> from the Bay Area. Or yeah, yes, here, here,
0: here, here. As <laughs> Stanga thinks of his wife. <laughs> I hope, Sorry. You in trouble there. I hope you're not listening to this episode. I you're not listening. How
3: about you, actually I think
0: I saw you at a Doyers game out there recently, yeah, out there in Chavez Ravine.
3: nice stadium. you got to work the traffic, but nice, no, not bad. It's no <laughs> Oracle. It's not, obviously, the best in the world like the Giants ballpark is.
0: No, no, um, it's AT&T. But, to me, it's AT&T. The Oracle still is. It's, it's AT&T because that's well, AT&T, when Barry, well, that's well when Barry pack, was launching there.
3: Pac-Bell. Thank you. I'm not even right. Yeah. Just, just keep you know it's any one of those companies but that bought it but Rip we know you had a great wife you know Giants Niners I mean we know her head's in the right place nah, area
1: ties run deep man so I mean we you know the Dodgers do have a great stadium they had a great announcer in Vince Scully but that that's where that's the end of my compliments <laughs> about that franchise <laughs> that's where it ends for me <laughs> as well
0: and you know so, yeah. For a, for a while there before the Diamondbacks got that ring in 2001 a lot of people were claiming Tom Brenneman as the uh, best part of the Diamondbacks <laughs> ooh,
3: ooh. he is an amazing announcer I think he's with the Reds now actually and he is like the best announcer count for pound
0: yeah there's a couple guys I mean um,
3: we're going deep into D-backs glory here here,
4: it's
0: funny you know I I, I love my wife and sports is interesting coming back I'm slow playing it you know I'm not I'm going to discuss in my uh, content of the week recommendation a hack for all you fellows out there actually that I discovered I'm getting better like my man Dickie V said Um, in my relationships and sports. I think that I'm growing, and Corona's helping me understand a little bit more of my flow and how to control my uh, indulgences in sports. But it does feel really, really good, especially on the weekends, especially on the weekends. yeah. (laughs) To have golf back, to have hoops back. The funny
3: comment at my house this week was, like, Thursday went, obviously, diehard golf, so I was watching. The The coverage was on, let's put it that way, from Wednesday on, even though the tournament started Thursday. Saturday comes around. She walks by, wife walks by. Is this live? <laughs> Is just look. At, yeah. What do you? You know. Like, what, what do you think it would be? But what a comment. And then Sunday comes around. Is it still on? Is it still It's like five days in. It's, it's running like on a, a loop. Zoo, baby. It's four-day tournament. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's final round today. Are you kidding me? You guys should, you know, she had friend over. I was like, we should have the TV on outside. You guys want to watch it too? <laughs> Absolutely not, Mark, and mm-hmm. walked away. So I think my course, to finish that off, I think I've run my course with that. Yeah. So I'm going you know, no, to know to No, I think down.
0: you figured it out. I mean, I saw a picture of you watching golf with your dog, and it looked lovely. So it's, you know. Yeah, that I, was
3: followed last night by a conversation of uh, I'm giving too much attention to the dog now <laughs> and <laughs> not the wife and so here we are and it's a beautiful adorable little puppy can i post
0: a I picture on our social media of, Absolutely, of your puppy that little he's got one of the, the dogs yeah. yeah
3: you could call him d'antoni no problem a little spanish italian little <laughs> little dude he's a great great pup but you know the wife had the talk so we're fine we're
0: fine we're moving forward all right all right well let's move uh, move on in our segment here we have our uh everybody's favorite our uh, our content recommendations of the week sponsored by pro financial insurance if you need any car life or uh boat insurance please call nick b pro in- pro financial Content of the week. You guys want me to start? You guys got hot ones.
1: I got I might need to look in, speaking of insurance, I might need to look into my health insurance soon because (laughs) uh, my content of the week is uh, my wife and I are going vegetarian for a month.
0: Ah, breaking news, breaking news. Actually, so we're going Monday through Friday. Why? We're
1: going Monday through Friday vegetarian and weekends eat meat. So uh, we're just doing it to be healthy we're d- For different reasons I'm doing it to be healthier. she's doing it for You know ethical treatment of animals I and like that stuff.
0: There's a combo package in your house
1: Yeah exactly So but my I, It was a struggle for me man Because I uh, You know I got through The first couple days okay But by like Thursday I was like man I, I really need like a sausage Or something so, Oh you were
0: feeling it Like how are your BMs Everything's normal
1: Yeah everything was normal But man it was just an adjustment So we're going to stick it out though I mean even you know We, we had pizza tonight And I ate the margarita just staying mm. away from the meat So I'm trying to stick it out And then once a week hits we're gonna we're gonna
0: any tips to anybody who wants to maybe start that in corona that would have you could have done differently you do enough water do you drink cranberry juice like dicky v does
1: you know i drank cranberry <laughs> juice the day after we had him on and, and you know and, and a cheers to him but i haven't had it since i mean maybe that's the thing man yeah the, the you get is, uh, good
0: streams if you do it it does give you a good a good, good stream flow,
1: huh? uh, I mean, so so vegetarian and cranberry juice all week for me then
3: Yeah, congrats nice v, nice work what, what do you, you, got? What you guys got
0: what you guys saying what do you got content of the week
1: I love
3: how you just pulled that one on us, Rip. That is awesome, first of all. So you're getting healthy. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I
1: mean, I just had four pieces of huge pizza, so I don't know how healthy that (laughs) is. You
3: went for the margarita side. Now I know why there's only two slices left, but that's okay. Uh, But content of the week, it's an old one. But of course, I stay with the comedies because real estate is its own, uh, I shouldn't say war out there, but real estate is its own battle for me. So you like to get your mind off things. Obviously, I'm an avid office watcher, but I've worked in Shit's Creek, and obviously I'm way late ah, on that. Ah, yes. A lot yeah. of people like that. Um, it's like five seasons in, but I, I just started it. And so, Who's uh, the character
0: all over the internet? He's so good. Mike, maybe? Michael? He's,
3: he's uh, Well, there's the family of four, and they're all four good in their own way. Uh, it's just a great, great... Watch. I'm sure most people have already seen it because it's getting Emmy awards now, which means it's already mainstream. And I'm way late to this, but if you haven't, it's really good.
0: That's no, a good it, one. It's a,
3: probably a rewatch too for people that love The Office and stuff that we can rewatch it. I think Shits Creek is a rewatch. It's a good laugher. How about if like
0: you're getting together like a, like at a cabin with family? It's probably a good one for like a family to watch maybe.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a great call. Yeah, that would be perfect for that. And then I don't know. The wife loves it. I love it. It's uh, it just takes your mind off. The All right, mon- mon- you know
0: mon- we. Uh, Stuff his Jake, day. I know Jake Plummers out in Colorado. He's got that life. if maybe that's a good one for you and your family, Jake Sh- Shish Creek. Um, I have a, uh, my own recommendation. This is kind of going to be for I'm going to focus this one on dads and people with not a lot of time. Um, but this is a good one. Um, I mentioned my, my my terms and conditions with my wife and watching sports and the reintroduction. My hack that I found with basketball is that on YouTube, it's free. And you can watch every bucket made. So every NBA game is shrunk into about nine to ten minutes, um, and you can watch just every made basket. So if you love defense, this is not a recommendation for you. Um, but if you love offense and you want to get a good feel for the game. You can get a whole game through in ten minutes, so take that one to the bank, baby. I love
1: it, man. But right before this, Whoa. we recorded this pod. I was I was in DK's living room watching the uh, Suns. We're games catching up on the Suns game because I yeah, missed it today. I, yeah, I, I hadn't. You know, I got rid of NBA TV and all those guys uh, when I when I dropped some channels, but. I uh, man, I, I it was it was amazing. Nine, nine minutes. It's like nobody's playing
0: targets. defense anyway. I was watching the Pelicans game with real, and I was like, "There's nobody." So especially if you watch the Rockets game. Oh yeah, a couple of those teams aren't even playing D. So if you if Wait, you how
3: long have you had this tip? You saved it for the pod. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't ah. use this tip like years That's ago. That's what the content of the was PC. recently. This is,
0: this is my new development in my in my uh, relationship with sports and in my house, where I'm finding just creative ways to still digest. For me. I do like watching full basketball games, but for me, I love offense and let's call it what it is. So this is a, this is a, I want to actually give, give some love to the, the editors. Um, love to have you on the pod who are doing that for the NBA and cutting those up because the other thing is they drop really fast. So thank you, NBA. Yeah,
3: that's actually yeah. a really good tip <laughs> for uh, me personally. I'm sure people will love that. I, super
0: efficient, man. Super efficient. You got, can I give a bonus one? Yeah. Do, I, do something else. So I usually will watch these games from about 10 to 11. I go to sleep about 11, 15. This is a shout out to my wife. She says, "You know, you should spray this uh, peppermint essential oil when you're relaxing at night." So I get a big glass of water. I pull up my couch. I put on these games. I watch four of them, so it's tw- it's about forty minutes. And I spray peppermint uh, uh, air freshener right around my head. It works. I'm really relaxed, boys. Are you I've been sleeping really nice. I've been having good dreams. And I've been waking, you know, uh, you know. shout out to vegetarianism. I've been having better BMs. So I don't know if everything's combined in the entire world of uh, health and wellness. Um, but I'm feeling good uh, <laughs> with uh, the situation for relaxation. I'm going to so- spray
1: some of my veggie burger
3: tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Your vegetarians <laughs> is going to end. In two days, all right, Over we've, we've gone Vegas. off the
0: rails, guys.
3: <laughs> Over under two and a half days for your your vegetarian status rip after this pod drops. Hey, look, we we'll, listen to we'll, it again.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll keep you posted. Um <laughs> uh, if you have any uh, any segment recommendations, guests you like to see, topics you like to cover, please check us out on our social media at One Star Recruits, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to uh, Mr. Eddie George. Uh, we had a really good time. He actually, he's a guy. If I'm ever in Nashville, I feel like, um, could could show us the town Really, really have a good time, you know. He seems oh, like a yeah. like a like a good Nashville is a great good fun town. dude, yeah.
1: And another little thing about him is he's married to uh, one of the singers from SWV Sisters with Voices. A lot mm. of people don't know that Todd George. They've been married for sixteen years. Two, uh, they got two boys,
0: and uh, seems like a good family. There it is. Maybe maybe we can uh, leave the show with some SWV. Some, you know, I get so weak in the needs. <laughs> Shout out Eddie.
3: Eddie would love that. He he was great. Another great guest you got up for us, Rip. I mean, that was a, a Heisman. What can you say? He brought it around the 10-minute mark of where you could feel like, oh, we're friends now,
2: you yeah, know? Yeah. which was great. Good we we try to
3: get there as fast as we can with these guests for you guys, Try to break them down so you could see another side of them. And I think we got there around the 9, 10-minute mark, and you could start to see his smile on Zoom. You could start to see his laugh. You could start to hear in his voice. So it was cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, so thank you to Eddie. Thank you to Boys Roofing and Repair in Southern California. Uh, we'll be back with you next Wednesday. Uh, we're out like the uh, like the Big Ten in the Pac-12. Oh, th- too soon, too oh. soon,
3: too soon. Take Rest care, guys. Have you. a good week. Take care, fellas.